Greetings, EastEnders fans, and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week, discussing the episodes broadcast between the 8th and the 11th of January, 2024. Hello. How are you? I hope you're good. Uh, joining me, as per usual, is Ree. Hello, Ree. Hello. How are you? Hello, Rob. Hello. Oh, <laughs> take it, Mick, already. We haven't even started. Yeah, it's, uh, it's early in the day. I love your accent, Ree. That's been the basis of our relationship ever since we met all those many oh, millions of years um, ago. It's the only reason I made all the friends I did at uni, Rob, because yeah. people were just like, what? what's her accent about? Oh, we can take the Mick out of her. We'll keep her around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. How are you? Are you well? Yes, I am. How are you, Rob? You all I'm good? I'm all right. I, so this week, I purchased, have you ever heard of this, Theramone aftershave? Do you know about this? Theramone? What, so apparently, is it like something that makes people drawn to you or something? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, it's aftershave that reacts to your own personal pheromones. So you oh. spray it, spray it, and literally men fall at my feet is the idea, apparently. Because <laughs> it works? Not yet. When you've not, not yet. started using it properly yet, have you? Clearly, Clearly not, No. But, like, I'm not one of these people that aftershave stays on. Like, you know, when you sometimes you spray something and then it's gone in about an hour, I'm kind of like one of those people. So I'm going to have to bathe myself in it before I go out anywhere. So I don't know. I'll Is let that you know. A thing? Are, you, are you sure it's just that you've got used to the sense that you can't smell it after an hour? Possibly. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing that I'm yeah, one I, of those people I mean, I'd that, rather you know, that aftershave just doesn't cling to. Yeah, I'd rather that than, you know, just I have absorbent skin. And like underneath my skin, it's just a is a floral bouquet of different aftershaves that have just stuck there. Yes. Anyway, uh, talking rubbish already, so that's good. Um, welcome to Albert Square <laughs> After Dark, everybody. Uh, let's talk about this week's EastEnders. Uh, the six are back, hurrah! Uh, and they are in deep doo doo. Especially one of them, it transpires. What a duff duff that was. Uh, so let's get chatting in this week's. What's the podcast called, Ray? Albert Square After Dark. Thank you. So, uh, let's begin this week with talking about Phil and Kat and Sam. And a death has reached Walford. News of a death. It's the tragic news that Aunt Sal has died. Now, I did enjoy the uh, the reveal of this because Huddy was busy slagging her off just when Phil got the news. <laughs> And then just kind of awkwardly sipped her drink because she was like, oh dear, I won't talk about that then. Um, this is very sad. So obviously uh, Mitchell's then begin preparations for the funeral. And you know what Phil's like, anything to do with a funeral. He's like, I'll pay for that. Don't worry. I've got, I've got this. Don't worry. You need to pay for it. She, he loves paying for funerals, does Phil, doesn't he? He loves a funeral. Looks like coming out of his Ask him if they, Do they take cash? On me then. On, On me. me, yeah. Just kind of straight out of the safe. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, a, a Mitchell funeral is not going to... I can't imagine a Mitchell funeral is going to be a low-key affair. You know what they're like. No. They like pulling out the horses. I think Peggy had black horses and, like, a well, glass a glass kind of carrier to carry a coffin around. So, like, they don't go quiet, the Mitchells, for a funeral. They don't. And I'm sure we've mentioned before that your average low-key funeral is about Thousands. four grand at least. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the wrong so... business. Honestly, I always say this about funerals. Like, why are they so expensive? Like that's ridiculous. ridiculous. Just to no, give your is. relative a dignified exit costs you thousands upon thousands upon pay... thousands of pounds. People usually get cremated, so why do people spend a fortune on coffins? Is that not yeah. just a waste? No, yeah, that's what Surely. I'm doing. Surely, I'm getting cremated. Oh, and I'm stick gonna get me stu- in a wicker basket. And then honestly. I'm going to get. 
I'm going to get stuck in a firework. That's what I'm going to do. And then just be set off into the sky. <laughs> oh, that's not right. And yeah, explode yeah. in fabulous fashion. That's going to be me. <laughs> I like the idea of being made into some kind of jewellery. I've seen that, Ooh, I think, with the yes. um, that's ashes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Let us know how you want to go. <laughs> Let us know the best possible way that you think you could leave the earth that sounds like a fun discussion let's do that um so sam meanwhile is becoming a bit yes. of a general irritant around the mitchell house isn't she she's sort of what she's winding cats up non-stop so the pair of them are constantly jibing at each other and once phil has got news of aunt sal's death this is the last thing he needs all right so sam basically overhears uh phil and cat talking about albie and the fact that phil's his dad yeah. So Sam, in one of her misguided attempts to make Phil impressed, because why wouldn't you want to impress Phil? Um, she storms around to Zach's and discovers that Sharon's buggered off to Australia, which doesn't, which hasn't helped the six nonstop. But we'll talk about that later on. We'll get but to Sha- that. We'll get to that. But Sharon's in Australia, so Sam's like, "Uh, well, you want to make sure that she comes back asap then, because otherwise Phil's going to take her through the courts." And he wants DNA tests. He wants uh, a uh, lot, uh, Zach. Uh, uh. Yeah. It was a bit weird that wasn't it? Like, why go shouting at Zach anyway? Like, it's like it's like his send, fault. Because send I think Sharon Sa- an angry text or something. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the way to do it. It's the less dramatic way of doing it though, isn't it? That's and our true. Sam yeah, our Sam loves true. a bit of drama. I think the thing is that Sam um believes that I mean her and Zach are fairly close, you know. They've had they've got their own little history going on. So I think that Sam was planning on using that to her advantage and fully believed that that would work. All right. She uh, fully yeah, believed that. that she'd yeah. be able to click her fingers and Zach would be like, no, no, you're right. I'll get Sharon back immediately and tell her to come back on the first plane back from Australia. Yeah, that's going to work. So that doesn't quite happen because Zach goes around to Phil and goes, uh, do you want to get your sister off my back? Thanks very much. And Phil's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Finds out what Sam's actually been saying and goes in on Sam when he when he next sees her. I'm big style as well. Like, because of a glamorous a non-glamorous gran at 50 is living on a brother's sofa and Peggy would be ashamed Peggy would be, Peggy would be mean... turning in her grave I mean she'd have to do that after all the somersault she's been doing over the rest of the family since she died but apart from that you know so yeah and then Ew, Sam... I was I well, cringing at, I cringed at Sam this week so hard because she was she was clearly too like hard, wasn't she? oh oh hang on if Aunt Sal's gone then the matriarch role of the family's <laughs> up for grabs and that'll I'll be me then. That, thank that'll you. That'll be me then. Like, no, 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 no. no you Sam. Can't, you can't just, you Not can't quite. Just take that. No, Bless no. you, Sam. There is. I don't think there is anybody on earth. Sam, Sam Mitchell has a lot of things. Matriarch is not one of them. Bless her. Bless no, her. No. Um, so she then basically works out that the reason that Phil is being so semi-cooperative, and I mean cooperative for Phil, um, he she kind of works out mm. that Sharon's got something on him. So she's now making it her personal vendetta to find out what that is. So she's presumably now going to somehow find out about Emma. Now, who knows about Emma at the moment? Sharon knows. Phil knows. Keanu did know. Alfie knows. So who is she going to get this off? Does Zach know? I don't think Zach Zach doesn't know, does he? So No, I don't see why Zach would know. No. So how is she going to get this information? Because that's what it is. That's what she needs to discover. Alfie then, maybe. Why would Alfie tell her one? anything? I mean, do I suppose, mm. you know, if Phil winds Alfie up, he'll be like, uh, well, all right then, Sam, come here, I've got something That's to tell true. you. So, yeah. Mm, maybe. Yeah, but and... Sam, Sam won't be that big of a person for him to tell him that way, It depends how it? she does it. It depends how she does it. Mm, true, true. If she's going to find out, clearly, because I mean, she's... 
there's a big old family event happening next week, so that'd be a quite a good uh, place to announce it, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I'm trying to think now. There's no reason for Emma to turn up to that funeral at all. No, I don't think we're ever going to no. see Emma again. If I'm if I'm honest, she came in, she came, she shagged, she left. That's what Emma did. Unless she unless she ends up uh, pregnant, and we've got another Phil Mitchell. Oh God. No more Phil Mitchell children, please. I mean, it's so many, so many children. Although it's the sort of thing that would happen to Phil, absolutely. Um, so this obviously is leading up to Aunt Sal's funeral. Now, this is obviously, yes. I think, going to be quite a big thing next week. I'm looking forward to it because we've got all sorts of new Mitchell cogs being placed into the big old Mitchell factory machine next week. And I'm quite excited to see that. Mm. Uh, and we have a double Simon Ashdown next week as well, can I just say, Ooh. who I think is going to be writing this so that sounds quite exciting. <laughs> mm, yeah, and well, that's gonna be good. Nino, spoiler alert! Nino, Nino. Obviously, we know Billy's dad's going to be getting yes, introduced. but his we? dad is going to be turning up. There's going to be uh, we're going to meet Harold as well, who was uh, Aunt Sal's oh, husband. Yeah. So we've not seen mm-hmm. him before. So there's all sorts of uh, there's nothing mm-hmm. like a Mitchell gathering to discover something new about the Mitchells because there's always another layer to the Mitchells. There's always something new to discover with them. So, yes, that should be quite exciting. Looking forward to that. Wouldn't it be nice if we had another Mitchell flashback episode? Oh, do you know what? The Mitchell flashback episode genuinely is one of my top ten episodes of all time. I loved I every could second do, of I that. I could watch a, series. a full series of it, yeah, easily. I fanfictioned the first half of the first episode. I got bored one night and started writing it. It was quite good. Did I was quite you? proud of it. Oh, yeah. I was quite pleased with it as well. Send you oh. it. Oh, yeah, send, yeah, do actually send it, mate. Yeah, I'll send you it. See what you think. <laughs> uh, right, so there we are then. So that's all coming next week. Looking forward to that. But it'll be sad to say goodbye to Aunt Sal, who I have to say, I think Aunt Sal was a very underused character. I know she turned up every now and again at family functions to cause aggro, but she could have. I she should have been used more. Bless her. I, I did like Aunt Sal. She was a great character. Really yeah. nice. Those those kind of mini wars she struck with Peggy, turning up and basically just. Slagging off every single member of the family to their faces. It was great. It was always very satisfying whenever Ansel turned up. Um, and I was quite impressed that they used, they spoke about the last time that they saw her, which was at Ronnie and Roxy's funeral, where she literally, I watched the clip, she literally goes in on Glenda in the middle of the funeral. Glenda is kind of sat there bawling her eyes out because both of her daughters are dead, but Ansel don't care. She is <laughs> just going in and saying what a terrible mother she was in the middle of the church in front of everybody. She didn't care. That was Ansel. That was our Sal. That was our Ansel. That was our Ansel. <laughs> Mitchell mates, your hearts are the best. Right, there we are then. So uh, look forward to that next week. And we should now move on to the next story. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Branning has arrived back on the square officially. Um, Let's be honest, her dad's not far away. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Max is on his way back very soon. Everybody's saying this now, by the way, as well. Have you seen? Like Everyone's jumping on the Max is coming back bandwagon. Yes, he's, he's it makes sense. It's got of course to be. It does. You know, I, I totally agree now, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, because now Lauren knows about Annie as well. And I'm not surprised. that it, I'm, saying, I'm amazed it's taken anyone this long. Now, I was a bit confused by this this week because it all of a sudden seemed that lots of people knew. And I couldn't remember, like, all these people finding out. So I kind of went back. Did you, you, do you agree? I didn't, I mm-hmm. wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. So I went back and looked. I think it's got so much to do with Rainy because do you remember there was a thing going uh, on between Linda yeah, and Rainy? Did, yeah, didn't and she I put think, pictures up her yeah, or Yeah, I, I think Rainy mouthed off about I thought it you were gonna or something. Say, I, I thought you were going to say, I think it's to do with the fact that she's got 
bright ginger hair. <laughs> but no, you said <laughs> it's to do with the fact. It's to do with the fact that she's a massive really ginger. Did... <laughs> I mean, it's yes, a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? I mean, she's very a blesser. She's a gorgeous kid, isn't she? She's oh no, I'm not saying yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she's very ginger. Very obvious that she's Max's. <laughs> very obviously, Max. She, yeah, if, yeah. She is Max. So it doesn't take much in, to figure it out, really. She's Max in a little girl's dress and a ginger wig. That's that's our Annie Blesser. And um, Lauren. I don't, in, and in my head, I thought Lauren already knew. I don't know why no. I had it in my head. That she, she knew that did Max she think and something at Dot's funeral. Yeah. So did when she, she came back, for, when she came back for Dot's funeral, she she knew that Max and that and Linda had had a thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember if if she'd even given birth at that point. I can't remember how. Old. I think she already had. Um, yeah. I think she'd only just given birth to Annie I think at that. She had. I think. Um, so Linda was all was very secretive at the time because Jack had only just found out. So it was kind of a bit of a sort of, oh my God, is Jack going to tell Lauren or something like that? Um, so now Lauren officially knows by Sonia, who spends the entire week being the most like intrusive, sort of poking her nose into everybody's business to Sonia this week. Why she felt the need to tell Lauren this, I have no idea. Because... Whitney and Sonia are kind of talking to Linda and she's like, I can't, Lauren cannot know. I loved that moment where Linda is kind of arrived back on the square from her, from her little trip away and she is like staggering to the Vic in stress because she's just seen the builders sorting out the calf. As she just staggers across to the Vic and then claps eyes on Lauren. She's kind of like, are you kidding me? How can my life get any worse at this moment? Bless her. Oh, now we just yeah. need Max. Yeah, it won't be long. That's won't how. be long. Mm. Um, so... Lauren and Annie have met. So that's nice. You know, I think sort of seeing it, so- seeing Danny softened Lauren. And I think she understands why Linda doesn't want Max to know. She gets it. She does get it because she knows what Max is like. She knows Max is a I terrible father. I would have been more annoyed if I were Lauren that like Sonia already knew, Jack already knew. Why did nobody tell her that? It was no one. Well, she was a bit annoyed. She's been in New Zealand. I would have thought she'd have been more annoyed to be mm. honest. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it. I just, like I say, I was, I just, I had forgotten that so many people knew about it. I thought it was mm. still like an absolute secret because it's not been mentioned since Dot's funeral. No. So and and a lot's happened since then. So I thought of just yeah, completely forgot about lot. it. Or why? Well, <laughs> I were doing the maths as well because you just said why did Sonia tell her and. Annie is obviously Sonia's cousin. Mm. So Sonia had some kind of relationship with I mean, with like Sonia needs a reason. Like Sonia needs a reason. Well, <laughs> well. Just well, off. Well, um, so yeah, Sonia has told Lauren. Lauren has now met Annie. Lauren has agreed to keep quiet for now. For now. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Meanwhile, uh, she has returned uh, back on the square, having been released from custody for being arrested for drug dealing. And she's, Penny kind of confesses to her what went on. They kind of have a falling out. Sonia, again, interfering, sort of brings them both together and they sort of talk it out and they agree to move into a flat together. Now, Peter is none too impressed by this because he doesn't want Louis living with a drug dealer. Which, I mean, coming, coming from Peter, enough. coming from Peter, though, who is no angel himself and has had experience with drugs himself as well. Like, oh, lost, yeah, that's true. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, it's lost none of his hypocrisy as Peter. Um, yeah. But I Penny know, but just, yeah, yeah. I can now, see his point though. Oh, I can him. totally see his point, but it's kind of like, come on, a bit of understanding here, Peter. You know, you're no angel yourself. 
No, know? I get that. But also, like, she's involved in, like, some pretty big, like, drug smuggling. It's not well, just a, I'm stood on a street corner and dishing it out kind of thing, is it? Well, I do wonder whether Juliette uh, is going to make an appearance at some point. Yeah, is she going what... mm. to land in Walford? It seems, seems likely, doesn't it? I hope mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I really hope so. Juliette Dubois. Uh, Juliette Dubois. Um, she will arrive and she will cause le shit for le Penelope. <laughs> It'll be marvellous. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, so Peter has to be worked around, so Penny gets him drunk. Now, Penny and Peter, it's a thing. It's going to be a thing, isn't it? It's going to be a thing. Thought, I'm sure it is. I thought that what that was That was going to be it. That was going to be so it, we're yeah. going to seduce him and then be like, well, you better let me live with Lauren or I'm going to tell her about it. I mean, that seems like a better plan. That's what I, I thought the plan was. Great That's idea. what I thought she was planning on trying to do. Well, I do. Clearly she, great idea. <laughs> she didn't need to do that because she's clearly quite a charming person, is uh, yeah. old Penelope Branning, isn't she? So there she, she is. Go that far. Yet. She will. Mm, I'm, I'm telling you now. Time. Peter and Penny yeah. are going to end up sleeping together. I'm telling you now. And that's going to cause all levels of drama between her and Lauren. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where it's going. That's where it's going. Yeah, um, happy to have Lauren back full time now. This is Lauren back, back, back. So this is nice. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy, yeah, I'm happy to see Lauren back. Yeah. And yeah. like you keep saying, it means Max is definitely He's coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is definitely coming. When do you think? Come on, let's put let's put a, let's put a date on this. When do you, I think he's going to be back by next month. Oh, I was going to say June the sixth. <laughs> so I'm going to say go. <laughs> I'm going to say February the twenty first. Okay, there we <laughs> there go. There you go. Is it a leap? Don't you think that soon? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's going to be back very soon. Oh, yeah, February the 21st. Mark it in your calendar. So that's the date that Max returns. I'm going to say spoiler siren because I've just bought it for you. Max returns in February <laughs> the 21st. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll be that soon, if I'm honest. We shall have to wait and I feel see. like we would have heard... For, I feel like we would have heard rumours by now if it were going to be that no, soon. No, I think, it, I think it'd be quite a good surprise return, wouldn't it, Max? It would be, but mm. if they can keep it under wraps, I'm not so sure. Well, well, they've kept some stuff under wraps. They have managed to keep they they have managed to keep some, bags, some yeah, stuff. So true. let's hope that they'll be trying to. Let's put it like that. They will yeah. definitely be trying to. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I look forward to February the twenty first. He sent us even on on February the twenty first. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there we are then. So um, we'll wait and see what becomes of Lauren and Penny and Max's imminent return uh, in the coming weeks. Now then, let's now talk about the six. So we now move on to the six. They had their lovely week off where they didn't need to worry about anything. And now they are straight back into the fray. Or at least five of them are. Sharon's buggered off to Australia. I can't say I blame her, to be honest. I really can't. I don't have to say. I was going to say we need to call them the five, I think. For now, yeah. I think Leticia Dean's on a bit of a break at the moment. But I just... I feel like there is a bit of unfairness going on. They are complete, like, they're all livid that Sharon's left them in the lurch. And I'm like, you do realise that she's just witnessed her fiancé, the man that she loved, dying in front of her. Like, that's something that she's got to sort of compute and deal with. And she's just buried his body in in, in the calf. Like, she's, give Sharon a break here. And give Linda a break as well. Because I understand Linda falling off the rails, big style, you know. That's it's... my my biggest gripe is how they're being with Linda, who's got an addiction <laughs> problem, who'd yeah. already fallen off the wagon before all this happened. Yeah. Now, and now she's, she's fallen off a cliff. Wow, yeah. And they're all just being, like, outrageous about it. I her. mean, uh, look, I mean, let's... I, I mean, she did do it. She did do it. She did do it. But I, I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. I get why they're all so stressed because obviously they're all stressed because they've killed the man and they he, they buried him under the calf. Um, and my God, the burying of Keanu Taylor underneath the calf. Now let's talk about cement for a second here. I don't know, uh, like as if right. I know, as if I know. But do you know how realistic no. is this cement business? Right? Can we talk about why this? Why did this all unfold, Rob? Yes. The builders have decided to go in early because Vinny has decided to. Of course be he super did. Organized. Vinny did it. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Vinny. They release, you know, every every single episode. Yeah, the, yeah. the EastEnders team release, you know, a little clip yeah, of the episode we're going to watch yeah. that night. And they, Asuka was kind of like, uh, why are you here? Who sorted this out? And all of the viewers were like, Vinny, that's Vinny. Vinny. That's Vinny's Definitely done that. Vinny. And lo and behold, <laughs> Vinny's like, oh, I was only trying to help. <laughs> Bless him. Bless so him. So obviously, this is going to be the death of Suki, that boy. The yes. five have now yes. gone. Oh, uh, panic stations, builders yes. going in. We need to yes. do something with the body that absolutely reeks. Yes. But luckily, no one can smell it outside of the cafe world. Yeah, it's quite fortunate. Yes. Well. And yeah, yeah. So the plan is let's just mix some cement and bury him in Bob's drunk cold. They literally think about it. They literally, there was a cement mixer in the calf and they looked at it and was like, oh, hey, there you go. That'll work. And then they, I, I can only presume, went on Google on how to mix cement. But, right. <laughs> and this is my thought is, did yes. somebody go on an, an incognito window on the phone oh, to I Google that? Oh, I sincerely doubt it. And does incognito mean that you can't actually trace people's history? Or can police actually do that? Most police can. Whether Wolford police can is a different matter altogether. Um, right. But I would say, yeah, I mean, they are making this up as they go along, aren't they? They are flying by the seat of their pants and trying to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy has suddenly become very sort of with it and together and being the strong one for a little right. while. Because bearing in mind that when she was being interviewed by the police, she was giving vibes of sort of Boris Johnson in the COVID inquiry and not having a clue what she was saying. <laughs> But now she's sort of like she's trying to take control of the situation, and it's her and Suki mm. basically now leading things. Um, I love Suki, who is who looks just so so wound up that this is happening. <laughs> like she's so done with it all already. Well, she's wouldn't you though? She's like, like... useless. I could do this on my own for God's sake. <laughs> and. She needs to spend some time enjoying a newfound a newfound relationship and dealing yeah. with Jim, who she's now living with. Yeah. I want more of that, by the way. I I want I need more of Jean and Suki. I'm sure we'll get some because Jean and Suki I have mean, a very difficult relationship. So I want to deal with. I want to look at that, please. So do they? Are they still paying the Panasar's rent for their house? Well, I, I was wondering this. Suki she, there. I don't know because Jean did turn around at some point to stay. Yeah. So I assume she's paying assume rent, she's like paying what rent. her own of her own house that she owns, Jean. I don't know if it were quite well. Or is like Nish that. just anything, taking it all? If anything, you shouldn't be paying rent while she's living there. I would argue. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I was wondering. Mm. In fact, you should turn around. To, you should turn around to Suki and say, "Um, actually, there's rules in this house. <laughs> You're not allowed guests. You say start off with that. No parties. None of that. Thank you. I could. Jean should have a whale of a time living with Suki and getting her own back for all the things that Suki's given a nightmare mm-hmm. about over the past few years. Um. So yeah. So Keanu is now buried under the calf officially. That is where his body is. Uh. And whilst they are burying him, the girls have a little bit of a scrap. And Denise ends up falling into the pit. And unbeknownst to her, her iconic D necklace comes comes loose, comes unstuck. uh, And they cover the body with concrete. 
not realizing that Denise's necklace is still underneath the ground next to Keanu's body. The Duff Duff on Wednesday was great, wasn't it? Like I really like that Duff Duff. It was it it's it, it came out of nowhere because we sort of went back to the cafe and was just like, wait, what what what's about to be revealed here? You know, all sorts of mad things going through your head, like Keanu trying to get out of the bag or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all no, sorts no, that's of what I thought. Like his hands. Gonna like Keanu's move not awesome. even in there. Something mad yeah. would have happened. I did not expect the necklace to be sitting there, and it was on. And Denise has had this necklace for quite a few years now. It's quite an iconic piece of Denise costume. Mm-hmm. So uh, when she discovers that this is missing, she immediately realizes what's happened, um, and goes into one herself. I think it's interesting that each of the six at some point are having their moment of going insane with this. Yeah. Linda's Linda's had hers, or Linda's having hers. Sharon is sort of in the process of having hers. Kathy sort of, I think, had hers last week when she was dealing yeah. with all the Rocky stuff. Stacy sort of had hers initially, and I think Stacy's sort of dealing with the situation quite calmly now as well. So now Denise is the one that's sort of freaking out a little bit. And understandably, because if that body gets unearthed, all roads point to Denise. And they're surely they're right. You know, when forensics go into places, they yeah. wear all the, probably the wrong term, hazmat suits, right? That's to make sure, that, yeah. Yeah, to make sure they're not interfering with stuff. So that surely some of the six that outfit like, for the radiation purposes. fallen down. And, uh, yeah, know, probably. Like, oh, I imagine that they... just I am, Denise, surely. But no, I that's mean... the most... Bait piece of evidence <laughs> that there could be. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, to be right. fair though, that was a place that was a public place, so there's going to be DNA all over that building. In all fairness, and it did recently get burnt through a shell as well. So I imagine yeah, so forensically, why would people be going in after like surely they're going to see yeah. footprints and things. Uh, yeah, from... yeah, yeah. It depends. It, I mean, it just depends. Now, ultimately, this body obviously is going to be unearthed at some point, and I'm still sticking by my guns and saying this is for the fortieth. I've got a feeling it'll be like next week. No, no, yeah. no. Well, it was just that the builders build went in and for, for a year. I agree, but then I was just like, "Why are builders going in and saying, oh, well, we're going to have to like let's say they've done a good job of that cement job because the builders look quite impressed." <laughs> The builders were like, oh, fair, that saves us a job. That's decent, that. Fair play. Here's, mate. Mm, Whoever you are. I wonder, that's that were my, That's the only reason I thought, is this going to happen a lot sooner than we think? Are they going to have to dig it up and redo it? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I I quite like the idea of this body just being underneath this. But then, to be fair, so we, also, we also need to get around the, idea, the fact that Nish currently owns the calf. And Nish came around this week. Nish is awake. And Nish clearly has revenge on his mind. Because he wakes up, he speaks to Suki. She's like, "Hi, hi, great to see you. Glad you recovered. How much do you remember?" <laughs> and do you remember how it was Keanu who hit you on the head? Yeah, and... do you remember that big old row you had with Keanu when he knocked you out? Yeah, do you remember that, Nish? Do you, do you, do you? I don't know if Nish believes her at this point. What do you think? I'm not sure that he does. I think he did, and then obviously Suki then goes back to Ravi and Kerr mm. and says, "Right, you need to go and see your dad." And then he's like, why is Suki trying to convince the family to come She'd back? overthought that, and that's I when thought. he's like... She overplayed that. Yeah. And then that's when he's gone, ah, Suki's more guilty than she's let it like. Yeah. Happened. Suki kind of misstepped I think misstepped he's going to blame there. it on Suki. I yeah. Think he's gonna That'll be his revenge. I remember. Yeah. 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 And to be fair, he's got... That won't be difficult because the police already know that, thanks to Kathy, the police already know about Eve. 
So it's mm-hmm. not going to take very much for them to sort of go, all oh, right, so affair and you got angry with her and then she knocked you out, yeah? That's what happened there. Marvellous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's certain case. Let's go home. Off to the pub, lads. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be very difficult for Nish to frame Suki for that whatsoever. Uh, and meanwhile, the last shot we have of Nish at the end of the week uh, is him sort of clenching his fist in rage and anger. So he clearly is not forgiving Suki for anything. He's told her that she can have a divorce. But there's clearly going to be a lot more to that than meets the eye. But he's changed. I think he said all of that before he got a sus about her talking to the family as well. Mm. And now that now he's like, why is she? Why has she tried to get all the family to come around? That don't make sense. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think. And like you've been, like you were saying all last year, Rob, Nish has got a shelf life, so he's got to do something pretty big now. I mean. To... I'm amazed he's still alive. I really, really am. I'm not complaining because I think he's a great villain. And I think Navin Chowdhury plays him so well and it's always a shame to lose like a strong actor. But I'm amazed that both Nish and Dean are currently still walking around like like nothing. Well, not like nothing happened. But do you know what I mean? Like they're both alive. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. mental. So, I mean, fair play. They, they pulled the rug out from underneath me. Big star with this storyline. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna get with Priya? Do you think that's how he's gonna move? Do you, do think, you think that's where? Because I'm sort of yeah. You've got to sort of wonder. I mind you, no, I don't actually. Because I thought that there was a little moment between Priya and Ravi this week. Like they were in the hospital. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, there was a little look between them, and I think there's gonna be. I think like Priya quite likes the idea of getting back with Ravi, and I think Ravi quite likes the idea oh, okay. of getting back with Priya for simplicity for the kids. So I can see that happening, and then they can just become their own little foursome. Like they can, mm. they can be a family of their own, sort of sub branch of the Panasars. I can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Mm. So the six things aren't going well. Basically, I I understand why people don't think this is going to last till the fortieth because in all rights, it's amazing they've lasted this long <laughs> without someone rumbling. That it really is. <laughs> well, who's the first? Someone's someone's going to let someone's going to find out. Right. Someone's Surely got to find out. Going to tell someone. Yeah. Eve seems like the most likely to find out the soonest because she's involved yes. with two of the six. Yes, the most. yes. Eve would be one. I think that once Suki has sort of begun to trust Ravi a little bit more, I think he would be a good contender to tell. Um, Sharon, I can see telling Phil. He did... Honestly, they've all messed up by not just saying, Phil, help us move this dead body. Yeah, Phil wouldn't have cared. Phil would have sorted that out straight no. away because no mm-hmm. skin off his nose if Keanu died. Yeah, so exactly. they could, yeah, Phil would have sorted that out. If we mm. got Ben involved, Ben wouldn't have cared. So, yeah. yeah, I think they should. This is the thing, though, is that this, if you look, gave that logic to any soap story, a lot of soap stories would be yeah, a lot shorter yeah. than they actually are. Oh, Why yeah. didn't you just tell the truth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be over. The six would be yeah. no more. Um, it is, in many ways, a very, very daft story. But I have to say, I love the, co- it's a black comedy story, this now which I'm yeah. really quite enjoying. I do think that there's going to be moments going forward with this where it's clinging on by its fingertips in terms of reality. <laughs> but I am enjoying the sort of the the camp like, black comedy yeah. of it. It's like jet black comedy. It's black comedy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, because they must have got big plans for it moving forward because... Oh, yeah. This obviously, is the, uh, we had yeah. the Christmas Day mystery, right? Yeah. There's nothing that would have said... We had the mystery. We found out Linda's killed Keanu. Then they ring mm. police. We have a bit of thing. They say it was self-defence or whatever. Defence with a friend. Bob's your uncle. It's all done. 
why have they chosen to go down this route? They must yeah. have something huge. Like you said, maybe well, it's leading to 40. Yeah. Of course, we've also got Christmas to come before the 40. I mean, we're going way yeah. to the future here. Because we didn't know this time last year that the sixth storyline was coming. So anything could be happening for this year. Mm. And I can't wait to find out what they've got planned for building up to this year. And it'll be, and this year's going to be all about building up to the 40th, which is basically at the start of 2025. So around sort of the mid-year this year, they're going to start really sort of building up to it. So that's going to be exciting. Um, in terms of the six, do you think that all of the six are going to be, are going to be able to walk away from this? Think well, no, really, no. they can't, can they? If, if, it depends Someone's how it gets gonna, found out. There, you think someone is going to take the flack for it? Well, it's looking like Denise at the minute. Mm, it is like, like how does she get the out main of that? Part of evidence. How does she get out of that? Her necklace is next to his body, for God's sake. Yeah, and she's been seen with it on after Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it'd be obvious that she's returned to the scene of the crime or whatever you want to yep. call it. And then, yeah, I'm thinking it's all leading to it. And you know how, I, how I'd how i been saying to you, I felt like Denise would, had been a little bit selfish in some of her responses. And I get that it was her desperation mm-hmm. and reaction. Yep. Yep. I think that's what will lead into this, the duff duff that we had at the end of the week of them all kind of turning the back on her. Which I did think was quite harsh. It is harsh. This is the thing with the six. They are obviously packaging themselves as like the five. You know, that's five and a half. They are sort of packaging themselves as being really supportive of one another. Um, But actually, you kind of get the impression that as soon as things get any more intense, they are going to be quite happily going to leave. Like, it'll take Suki or someone to turn around and go, right, you know what? Let's drop her. (laughs) Let's get rid of her. She's going to make our lives difficult. So we'll get rid of Linda. We'll get rid of Denise. And then it's just going to be Suki, Emperor of Wolford. Um, <laughs> so I think there's, there's going to be some turning on each other in the coming months for sure. Um, you've kind of got one. I, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, Linda is a killer now. So surely she cannot get away with that, can she? Do you know what my yeah. ideal storyline would be? Is if Linda gets caught, goes to prison. Uh, oh, walks into her prison. Walks into her prison cell. Meet your new cellmate. Hello, Janice. <laughs> I'd love that. That would be perfect. Please make It'd that be happen. Very I'd be so happy. Why not? I'd be Why so not? happy. I'd be so so happy if that happened. It's not going to happen, but I'd love it if that happened. Bookmark me. Bookmark me for if that for if that happens. <laughs> I'd love that. Um, anything more to say on this, Ray? Um. Well, like you just mentioned, Melinda is she. You know, we're saying who's going to find out first? Is Linda going to drunkenly tell somebody? I mean, Linda is dangerous when a she's mom, drunk. Maybe? And she is very... Oh, talk, let's, uh, let's talk about Elaine briefly. It's the line. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great line this week when uh, Elaine was sort of trying to make a joke and Gina was like, well, I don't know if that was a joke or not because you didn't cackle after it. <laughs> Did you try and cackle while you were telling that joke? Then she might Brilliant. Have... I love well, that. I love the fact yeah. that the ca- I love the fact that the characters now are, are, are sort of putting this uh, taking the Mickey out of Elaine now for a cackle. Yes. It ain't just us. <laughs> I love Elaine now because now that yeah, because now everyone else is part of it, and now I can understand that it is her character. I don't know. It don't feel as over the top because now I'm understanding that she so. is in every single way. Did you think I don't? I could have spoiled quite a heartfelt moment when Linda went. Linda were crying to Elaine and she said, oh, I just want to be young again. Did you think that when Elaine were like, well, you are, I thought she could go, because I'm the youngest, hottest mum on the on Albert Square. That's what I ah. thought she was going to say. But, <laughs> ah. <laughs> 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 I 
What is she doing? Because you're my baby. And I'm like, oh, I'm really I, expecting you to say that, actually. I quite <laughs> liked the, the sort of dynamic between Linda and Elaine this week. It's interesting to sort of see Elaine not being in control of what Lin- of Linda's behaviour at this moment. Because mm. Linda is her own drama when she's when she's had a few. Um, so I do wonder if Linda is going to be her own downfall with this situation. It seems very mm-hmm. easy for her to do. Because her life is literally just falling apart. In the space of a year, she has lost Mick. Dean's back in her life again. She's killed someone. She's buried him under the calf. And I mean, when you put it like now, that, she's right. drinking again. She's had an awful year. Worse 2023 than was not the it one. It wasn't Linda's Linda, year. Was it? it was not Linda's year. It was no, her. No. Uh, it was probably her anus horribleness. If it's, it was 2023, wasn't it? So I oh, wow. her anus horribleness. Horribleness is a Latin term. The Queen used it for 1992, saying that she'd had sure a bad year. A... Anus, oh, anus. I... It's probably anus. <laughs> anus. <laughs> I think that's how the Latins pronounce it. Anna's horribilis. Mm-hmm. Someone will know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, stop it. Just get your head out of the gutter immediately. No, they were you um, always pronounced it. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say here. Anyway. So, yes. So, yeah, Linda is going to be her own drama. Suki, yeah. I think, is going to be fine. Suki, I think, will... It, Suki's problems are Nish. So, as soon as Nish is dealt with... True. Uh, uh, that should be okay. Kathy, I thought Suki our... was going to be okay, but she did have a freak out over Ramvia when that all happened. Quite she a big did. freak out. She did. So there is time yet for her to have a moment. I'm, I feel like with Eve, and now she's living with Stacey, I think Eve and Stacey will be able to keep each other on like a, a level where they'll be well, they'll be okay, I think. There was Suki a moment... Stacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a moment yeah. this week that I was sort of... I, I was left wanting more. And there was a, there was a scene between Linda and Stacey so Stacey turned around to Linda and said, look, come around to mine. If you need to talk, come, come around to mine. And what I was really wanting from that scene was sort of like, right, let's talk killer to killer here. All right. I know what you're going through. I wanted that. That's what oh, I yeah, thought. That's, a that's good where point. I yeah. that's where I thought that was going. Now, obviously, we have referred to um Archie with this when Stacey had that little mini panic attack on Boxing mm. Day. But I would have liked a little scene between Linda and Stacey where Stacey's like, you know what? I know what you're going through. I know it's horrible. We can get you through this. Because I feel like Stacey actually has the potential to sort of be the most helpful to Linda in that regard because she knows what she's going through. Very so, good point. There's time yet. There is time. Yeah, yet. there is. There is. But I, I'd hope that that's something mm. that they refer to because it's a wasted opportunity. Otherwise, I think you know, just because this era is very, very good at sort of looking at the characters and sort of making the characters react in certain ways and referring back to their own history. So for Linda and Stacy to have that moment would be nice. I think. Mm. Um, Kathy I think will be fine now that Rocky's gone like she's angry and she's upset that she's had to do it but I think into I think Kathy can I think Kathy can walk away from this okay apart from the fact that the body is in her old uh, building place and you could maybe argue that that's what mind you now you couldn't argue that's why she set the calf on fire because it was a it was a different day but do you reckon they maybe try and mess around with that some in some way I don't know no, I think Kathy's hands are pretty clean. I think she's, in it I think she's all right. I think she's all Kath, right. Yeah. The, the cafe was already sold to Nish, so, yeah, so yeah, anyone who's no had reason. access to it yeah. afterwards. Yeah, Kathy's fine. I think. Kathy. Yeah, yeah, Kathy can walk away from this scot free if she wanted to. It's just going to be her own sort of loyalty, isn't it, that keeps her that keeps her in trouble? Because she could just say, yeah, but... "Do you know what? Good luck with that, girls. See you later. Just wander off." Yeah, but when when it all first happened on Christmas Day. If you remember, Kathy and Stacey were trying to walk out, and Kathy said to Stacey, "I wouldn't if I were you, because they might pin it all on you." Yeah, so she's probably thinking that in back of her head. She's I've watched got the traitors, or they could pin it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She has watched mm-hmm. the traitors. It's good. Mm-hmm. 
You watched oh, it? Oh, I've been watching it, oh, yeah. It's good. It's I'm good. a bit behind, but I've, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. good one, yeah. It's good, it's good, it's good. It's good. Uh, there we are then. So I think that's about it for this week, uh, for this week's storyline. Uh, Denise is in deep doo doo, and we wait to see when that necklace will be revealed. I'm telling you now, 40th anniversary, that is my official prediction. We shall have to wait and see. Uh, Gold Star this week, Ray. Oh, I'm stuck between. I, I quite enjoyed Kathy actually, mm-hmm. I, but I'm gonna give now. I'm gonna give it to Denise. Denise for me, I think. Do you know what? I think I might go for Denise as well. Yes, two for yeah, Denise. I'm gonna, I'm, two for Denise. There we are. Two gold stars for Denise. There we are. Uh, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we now turn to you and comments from you guys. Uh, right before we go into comments, a little bit of news that we've had announced this week. So, obviously, Jay is currently training for the marathon. London Marathon, him and Honey are doing that. So some nice little scenes with that this week. But it turns out there's method to some of the madness sometimes, really, you know. Because in a soap first, uh, EastEnders are actually going to be incorporating Jamie Borthwick doing the London Marathon with Jay doing the London Marathon. So they're going to be sort of integrating different scenes of Jamie doing the marathon. Uh, and making out that it's Jay, so I I like that. That's really that's good. That's good. I like that's that. awesome. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that as well. Brilliant. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, have you ever been tempted to do the marathon, Ray? No. Uh, funnily enough, Rob, no, no, I, I mean neither. I will do anything else you like. I'll sit in a bath full of beans. That's all right. I'll do that. Me running, I mean, how was it? 12, 12 miles or something like that, the marathon, isn't it? It's, it's far. 12? Rob, it's 26. 22, 26. 26. 26. Yes, right. Half marathon's 13. Full marathon's yes, that's 26 what I was getting confused with. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Not a runner. Got a bad I knee. In, got a bad knee. I, yeah, I've got a bad body. I, I, I'm incapable of that, I'm afraid. Uh, but that's exciting. So uh, we wish Jamie all the best of luck with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he, uh, as regular viewers will know, Jay lost his wife Lola to a brain tumour in a storyline that aired last year. In Christmas Day's episode, it's revealed that Lola had signed up to Jay and Honey to run the London Marathon. The actors will be running the marathon in real life with scenes filmed around the actual route as Jamie is followed on April the 21st by a BBC camera crew. It's reported that they'll be running for charities separate from their characters. So that's Honey doing it as well. So Emma Barton's doing it as well. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah, that is really good. Nice. I wonder if they got the idea last year because there were a few of the actors did the marathon, didn't they, last year? Like, yes. Yeah. They, the, they got, a few of them, a few of them and... yeah, a few of them do do it every now and again. So yeah, that's that's nice. I like I that. wonder if they were like, oh, we should have wrote that in actually. So then like, Ta-da. right, who's doing it this year? Let's write it in. There we go. Um, right, so on to comments. We had a really mm-hmm. interesting comment that I wanted to discuss and throw around a little bit here from uh, Super Doctor Who Lock on YouTube. Uh, sent us quite a long message. I'll sort of try and edit this as I go. Um, he started talking about the George storyline. Says, I'm loving the George storyline. I too had no idea about this farming of black children that went on. I love it when EastEnders does these sort of storylines when you learn a lot about something you may otherwise have had no idea about. Agreed. Um, I loved his mother. She had some great moments this week, like the ice, ice bat back moment. So yeah, Gloria was very popular. Um, but he then goes on to say, I think they nailed his father as the average Daily Mail reader slash GB news reader. I do think it's good to show some bigotry on the show at times because it's still prominent enough, unfortunately, though it's not as bad as it was a few decades ago. But sometimes it does feel as though we're going backwards. And I was sort of interested by this because of the idea of having a regular character that has those sorts of views on screen now on the face of it you would think that doesn't work at all because this is somebody that is clearly promoting racism promoting bigotry and someone who is 
sort of representative of that sort of person. However, I mean, if you've listened to me and Ray often enough, I don't think you'll you'll be you'll find it that difficult to work out our political leanings. Uh, I think we're both known as woke in some communities. I, I'd argue, um, but I actually do think it's quite interesting to have somebody on a show on a regular basis that's like that because I sort of I'd be interested to sort of see them growing and learning and sort of you and or some not people, because or some not, people don't that grow does exist in, do they mm. that does exist the problem with that especially I think for the BBC that have to sort of be very impartial in terms of what tread they carefully show. As they well, have to tread yeah. so carefully when it comes to political stuff, especially. Like mm. I remember, they they were doing some. Uh, there was some uh, court thing going on, or they were being the, the head of the BBC was being spoken to at um, one of those political committee things, and it was not long after Sharon had said that line to Sam. If you remember, saying uh, we've had COVID, we've had Brexit, we don't need you here. And I think it was the head of BBC actually had to say in this committee, yeah, no, it, that's Sharon's a fictional character. That line does not represent the views of the BBC, all right? Don't so, which is a ridiculous thing. Of course she doesn't. Like, talk about Sharon here as though she is representative of the whole of the BBC's voices, all right? But that's the sort of like line they have to tread sometimes. So I'm sort of in, I sort of understand why we don't have regular characters like that. Which is different to how it used to be because, you know, we've got a general election coming up this year and I'd find it really interesting to sort of hear about how characters are voting. But again, you can't do that these no days. Way. With... Absolutely no way you can't. do that. Because I remember there was a scene, uh, you know, the, the revelation that Dirty Den voted Conservative in, uh, in, an early, in an early year. Like, but you can't do that these days because what you're actually doing, you're associating certain types of characters with political parties, and that's not allowed anymore. Or rather, you get accused of bias if you do that. Yeah, or potentially influencing audience members as well, yeah. which is what I would have thought is the main concern with that. I think it's important that we've got characters like Eddie in, because like mm. you say, you don't really see it that much. Everyone's very accepting, when actually that isn't the reality, is it? No, actually, everyone in the soap especially is actually kind of almost very one level when it comes to mm. political leanings. Obviously, the most kind of thing we've had is with Phil, and Phil is a lot more liberal than he used to be. Like, yeah, he comes across as a bit of a dinosaur these days, but, like, he is a rainbow warrior compared to how he used to be. You know, he used yeah, to be racist. Literally. He used to be really homophobic. It used to be just a part of his character. And I think society has changed now that, sh that means that you can't actually have too much of that in terms of a character that we're supposed to like. You know, we are supposed to like Phil, you know, because we watch him every day. But you have to sort of separate that more these days and sort of have Phil on a more sort of general plane. So if you could, can you really these days bring in a character like Eddie, who is openly racist, who is openly sort of bigoted, and sort of have him on the show as a regular basis and have that as a mere segment of his character? I don't think you can these days. I don't know though because I think so far they've done it well because they just had characters calling him out on it like mm. you should do and like people would yeah whereas maybe 20 years ago a character saying the same thing no one would call him out and people would be a bit like George and go well it's just the rage in it it's just the generation but whereas also that's now, true go, well but also that's true is, you know it is true but then when you let them get away when you let people get away with those little microaggressions as you were calling yeah. it last week mm then that is a problem and I think it's important to see that people, you should be calling people out on it and I'll be honest with you, I don't think 
age and generation is an excuse for ignorance. It's not an excuse. No, it shouldn't be an excuse. I think but that's it, a rubbish. Because you've got his wife, who's from the same generation, same yeah. age, who's completely different. But tolerates it. You know, she, yeah. she it's clearly Gloria true, is not the sort true. of person that will regularly turn around to her and Eddie, shut up. You're talking about, you know, that's not acceptable. Like, yeah, Gloria she clearly. the same excuse. We're just old. Yeah, Gloria, the only difference between Gloria and Eddie in that regard is that Gloria just lets it happen or Gloria doesn't mm. challenge Eddie enough on it. So maybe again, that will be something to sort of tackle. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting, but I understand why it's not a thing as well. Because actually, if you're bringing in a character like Eddie these days with those sorts of views, Actually, what you're creating there is a villain, all right? And you're creating a very issue-based villain who is around for that purpose. And then can you really change his viewpoints in order to soften him and then make him a regular character in the future? I don't think think it'd be realistic to change someone's viewpoints who's like that. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, can you, Rob? No. Interesting, though. Yeah, it is interesting. Do you know what? I'll be honest. My own granddad was a bit like Eddie. Not mm. not as not as extreme there, don't get me oh, wrong. Oh minus, minus as well. You know, it's uh, we say well, it's no excuse, but actually it's very much a fa- it's very much a factor in, in but for, sometimes. But for me and my siblings, that was quite awkward because I can imagine, uh, you know, yeah. we're, <laughs> yeah. we're not white. So mm. for our white grandfather to be saying things like that was sometimes a bit like, okay, but yeah. we but we were on the viewpoint, well, he's old his generation but we still called him out on it a fair few times mm. you know he whipped his uh bmp card out on his once and that was quite a fun uh, family oh i bet that was a fun <laughs> i bet that was a fun dinner um but that we mentioned a brilliant time, yeah. but we mentioned we mentioned jim as well like jim was openly racist yes. when, when you know so we grew mm-hmm. to love jim so it's is it doable i don't know i think it's i think it would be interesting but i understand that it's absolute minefield as well I think he's already come across as a villain there, to be honest. I think yeah. he's already got the villain villainous kind of streak to his character. So mm. I think, I don't know. I don't think yeah. they can turn that around, if I'm honest, because I think no. he's done too much in his past now. He's not going to be on the... screen for long enough to rectify that. View, no, so... I mean, I think we will be seeing him again, because when they left, yeah. there was very much the thing of, oh, we'll be back and we'll have more revelations for you. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Let us know in the comment section below what you kind of think on the topic. I'd be interested to sort of see people's opinions on that. There we are then. So uh, any more comments, Ree? Uh, I'm starting with a DM that we got on our Instagram page from um, a page called EastEnders Spoilers, who's asked us, <sighs> Hi. My question for your podcast is, who would you like to return to EastEnders this year and why? Mine are Oscar Brannan, Zoe Slater and Shirley Carter. So, Ooh. Rob, who are yours? Oh, put me on question. the spot, why don't you? Um, well, I've never made it any... I know she's only just left, really, but I've... Let's go for made, it. I know you I've say. never made it any secret that I want Janine back full-time because she's my favourite character of all time. I adore her and she can do no wrong. I know her last stint wasn't the best, but I didn't care because I still have my Janine back. So I was fine with that. And for Chris Clenshaw to be in charge of a full-on Janine stint, yes, please. Okay, that's what I yeah. want. Uh, do you want somebody else I want back as well? Who I well, genuinely believe is played by, by one of the best actors in the history of EastEnders is Carol. I think that's Lindsay, interesting. <laughs> I think Lindsay Colson is a phenomenal actor. And... Carol yeah, is yeah. Carol was always played so well, so earthy, really natural, and 
I, I'm on, you know, if they're bringing back the Brunnings and there's maybe a place for Carol at the moment, I could see a place for Carol being. I mean, I don't think how Lindsay Colson has any interest in coming back whatsoever, but I would love to see Carol back. So yeah, those are my two. What about you? Uh, well, funnily enough, one of mine is actually Bianca. Oh, so see, come back together. There you go. See, <laughs> I love Bianca. Mm-hmm. I am a Bianca stan, and I think mm-hmm. Cass Palmer's great as Bianca. Absolutely. So. And then Tiffany would be good to bring back as well. Just bring back the whole family. Bring, Screw it. Bring back three generations. Of yeah. Them. And Janine's um, connections to those as well. So, yeah, bring them all back. Bring see, Ricky we, back. Bring them all it. back. Bring the Jacksons and Janine back. And then we've sorted the storylines out for 2025. There you go. Sorted. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Um, I also really used to like Zainab, actually. Yeah, Zainab's. Uh, the thing is with Zainab, I think that the, the Masoods sort of have to, would have to come back as a collective. And I, I would have no idea why they would. I know. I know. Zainab I just, as well. Or maybe they could turn an existing character or a new character into, you know, having some of Zainab's traits because I thought mm-hmm. she was great. Yeah. Like she was, she was really great. Do I also liked in that, in, and she wasn't in that group, but she was like associated with that character group. Mm. Uh, she was awful. She was an awful human being, but she was she was great fun to watch. Was Bushra? Remember her, the Zainab's oh, yeah. friend. Of she was I remember evil. Bushra. Bushra was great. <laughs> I liked oh, brilliant. Bushra. Brilliant. Now a brilliant bit of yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of out of and, the scene rivalry, but obviously yeah, you know. It yeah, is, I yeah, liked yeah, yeah. I liked the interplay between Zainab and Bushra, and it was yeah. it, she was yeah she was great. So yeah, I'd I'd mm. like to see all that as well. Yeah, very good, very very good indeed. So and we have another comment from Entertainment Amplifiers who says, I have a question for the next episode of the podcast. We're all ears. If one of the six ends up being arrested for the murder, I'm thinking this will happen during the 40th anniversary. Who will it be? I could see Linda being arrested and ending up in a What is this? I could see Linda being arrested and ending up in a cell with her arch nemesis Janine. Imagine the scenes between them set in prison, giving Dirty Z and Nick Cotton in the 80s. I swear to God, Rioni just sent me this and I hadn't seen this before. I swear to God. That's genius. See? See? It is a good idea. I swear to God I hadn't seen that. <laughs> but yes, 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 yes. All of my yeses. I thought you'd, yes. like, I thought you'd like that one, Rob. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And finally, I've got another one from our Instagram page from Unsafe Alarm Girl. And this is in reference to the sixth storyline who said, I think what was a captivating storyline is literally crumbling to pieces. I get artistic Ooh. license, but the logistics are ridiculous. Oh, I get it. I've seen a few people saying this. All right. I do get it. I do get it because it is it's veering into comedy now. All right. And I wonder if people are Mm -hmm. sort of finding that a little bit jarring. Maybe I understand. I do understand that viewpoint. Um, The thing is about it. I think it's a very, very, very soapy story. You know, it's not one that's it's not like an issue based story. It's not like a. it's it's just a mad sort of entertainment story that's not really supposed it's not one of those stories that's sort of designed to educate it's just purely and utterly designed to entertain all right and sometimes that can veer a little bit into silliness and it kind of some people don't grab it as much as some other people do i get it completely um i'm still enjoying it but i do i do think that it will have the potential to get a bit daft at some points if they don't kind of keep an eye on the trajectory of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've not seen Sharon grieving, which would make it all a bit more realistic. I mean, it isn't that realistic, let's be honest. Because no, it's daft. It's, of course, of course. You know, you would, I think realistically what you would do is that you would say it was self-defense. You tell the truth in both situations. Yeah, you because would. Because actually, would. it was self-defense in both situations. But like I said earlier, if all folks <laughs> did that. that, there wouldn't be a soap opera. 
opera. You know, you've got to have these. No, and they just made the wrong decision and they made the wrong, they made a mistake and they are now paying for that. And they're just digging the the hole even deeper and deeper, quite literally. Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) Uh, I think give it time. I don't think we've had enough time since it all happened. We've, we had a week off from him. Yeah. Then we've had a week back, and I think give see it a it bit of time and see where they go with it. Yeah, yeah see yeah, where it goes. It I am, I am really enjoying, it. and actually, I think I'm enjoying how daft it is as well. I, I like the whole sort of the whole package. I am enjoying at the moment. I'm just finding it very entertaining. I love the six as a collective. Five, I yeah. think. Well, yeah, but you know, Sean will be back, um, and yeah. they've, they, I think they've, they've picked the six very well, actually. And I think they're all working really, really well together. And it feels like this is this this is the sort of story that can run and run and run. So if you're not enjoying it at this stage, buckle in, I would say. But I think it's I think just give it a chance for now. I get it. I get what you're saying, but I think just just hang fire a minute and see where mm-hmm. it goes next. See where it goes next. Uh is that it? Yes, that's it, I think, Rob. Marvellous. Uh, if you'd so... like to get in touch with us, you can find us on <laughs> Facebook at Albert Square After Dark, on Instagram and Twitter at E20 After Dark. You like and subscribe thing. on our YouTube channel, Albert Square After Dark, and find us on all your favourite podcast sites. Drop us an email at e20afterdarkpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do so by going on buymeacoffee.com forward slash e20afterdark. And please do subscribe on our YouTube channel because we are nearly at 1,000. Yes. So if you're listening on YouTube, please just hit subscribe because it makes a difference. We just need 98 people to subscribe. We're at 1,000. Go on. Just click the subscribe button. It would really, 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 really help us. The bigger we get, the better we can get. All right? I can buy new shirts and everything. <laughs> so please, 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 please subscribe. It will be really, really good. We've got plans we want to do for this podcast. And the more subscribers we have, the more possible those plans become. Thank you very much. Right then, Ray. Uh, that's it for another week. Thank you very much for being here as usual. I've enjoyed speaking to you. And I hope you have enjoyed hearing us speak to one another. We should be back same time next week. Until then, it is goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye. See you later. Bye. Cheers. Yeah. Ah. Ah.